tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The A to Z of Disease Podcast. Hello and welcome to the A to Z of Disease Podcast with me, Rose Mokonyo. On our previous episode, we discussed hepatitis A and E, and today we will be discussing hepatitis B and C. And with me to take us through this discussion is Dr. Penina Mosioka, a pediatrician at Machakos Children's Clinic. Karibu Daktari, and tell us what causes hepatitis B and C. Thank you so much, Rose, for having me. Today we are going to do a continuation of our last um, discussion about hepatitis and we focus on A and T. Today our main focus is um, B and C. Um, and just as a reminder, we said hepatitis basically is inflammation of the liver and causing injury to the liver cells. And liver cells are very key in the body and uh, liver has several you know, functions. Mostly it's uh, want to maintain a normal glucose level, we want to be able to excrete um, most of the waste from there. Also, the drugs are metabolized there as well. And uh, production of you know, clotting factors, albumin, and other proteins. So the liver is very important. It has synthetic function and excretive function. And when it is interfered with, then you realize when the liver is not working, the person has a lot of problems. So in so doing, uh, today when we are focusing on B and C, we start with B. B is one of those viruses we say they are, can infect the liver and they go direct to the liver cells and uh, they cause uh, injury to those cells and uh, what is very crucial about B it is how it is transmitted first. Mm-hmm. It can either be transmitted um, when you come in contact with uh, blood uh, or yeah, mostly blood uh, specimens or blood from a contaminated person. And how can that happen? That can either be a needle stick injury, especially if people work in the hospital. It can be um, you are dealing with someone who has a cut and is bleeding and you also have the same cut and that person is, the other person is infected. Um, sharing things like a toothbrush, razor, those kind of things. And um, mother to child. So a mother who has hepatitis B is able to transmit the same to the, to the child. Yeah. And of course, the ones who are using the uh, intravenous drug users, because you know they tend to share the needles, so you can also transmit the same. And um, what happens once the virus enters the body, it goes directly to the liver and causes the damage. And uh, the way it will present, the person will just have, um, mostly they may not even notice that they had the infection. It can pass silently. In some, they will have a bit of jaundice. They'll have... Um, uh, abdominal pain, uh, uh, soreness on the joints, uh, malaise, lack of appetite, and um, that passes. So in some patients, um, they can also get a very fulminant liver failure, basically, and some then go to um, um, liver failure and cephalopathy and they die. But in most of the patients, B will tend to be silent and it passes. So it can pass without being noticed. The biggest issue is the fact that it has tendency of becoming a chronic infection. And uh, the, the younger you are when you get the, the virus, the higher are the chances of you uh, becoming a chronic, uh, or rather getting chronic hepatitis B. 
infection. And uh, does, it, does it cause, is this the same uh, one that causes hepatocellular carcinoma or how is it linked to that? Yes. You see, the moment the virus remains in the liver, it continues to cause inflammation. And then the inflammation becomes fibrosis, and that's how we get liver cirrhosis. And this inflammation continues. So in so doing, you know, the cells are keep on replicating, and that's how it is possible to get in now the hepatocellular carcinoma. And yes, hepatitis B has linked to, you know, hepatocellular carcinoma. You'll find most of the patients with hepatocellular carcinoma, most of them have hepatitis B virus. Mm -hmm. So actually preventing hepatitis B infection, you're actually preventing hepatocellular carcinoma, which is the biggest fear. Because we'll find many people may be very comfortable actually without any issues until they get to the, now the extreme where you get the hepatocellular carcinoma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I have seen that uh, the modes of uh, transmission is just the same as HIV. Why is it uh, related like this? <laughs> I think it's just how the virus is, but they are very related. It's like the way you will get hepatitis B, it's the same way you will get HIV. And so in so doing, you will find a lot of co-infection. You will find someone who has hepatitis B as HIV. In fact, you see when you find HIV, also look for hepatitis B and vice versa. If you find B, also look for HIV. And those patients who have hepatitis B and C co-infection, they tend to, to deteriorate very fast. That's why it's good to look for them and initiate treatment in good time. Mm. So how can we initiate treatment and what treatment are we offering? Okay. First, of course, you will have to present to your doctor. They will take a good history, they examine, and they do the test for hepatitis B. We mostly start with hepatitis B service antigen. And uh, if it is positive... Uh, and you have not been exposed to the hepatitis B antigen before, most likely you have virus, but there are also many other markers we, we look for as well. And uh, there are usually drugs which are used to treat the hepatitis B. Um, it's not as sure that you will get fully treated because there are some even with treatment, they still end up having chronic hepatitis B infection. And mostly you'll find those drugs are almost like the same drugs you give for HIV. So that's why first of all, we have to look for whether you have HIV or not. So that because usually two. So I don't have to give you two drugs and I'm under treating you for HIV. So that if now you have HIV, I just put you on the full spectrum. Yeah. So I don't think I need to mention exactly which drugs you are giving, but just know you put on antiviral medication. And it's good if you find that you have B, also be vigilant. And even if the doctor is not saying it, you ask also to be uh, tested for HIV so that you can be treated in totality. The other thing I have to mention is the mothers who have hepatitis B. It is very important during your pregnancy and you attend the antenatal clinics. And during the antenatal clinics, one of the profiles you should do it is actually hepatitis B. So that if it is positive, then the treatment can be initiated in good time. But apart from treatment, you also need to prevent your unborn child from getting it. And how we do it is during delivery, this globally we have to give, it's usually expensive. So when you know about it, you are prepared so that it is available. It needs to be given within 72 hours of delivery. And the earlier you give, the, the better. So the child will get the immunoglobulin and they will also get the, the hepatitis B vaccine. So there's no one will start at birth. And they will be followed up until we have made sure that we are able to confirm that at the end of the day, the hepatitis B negative. Just like the way we work up the patient who has HIV to make sure we prevent the child from getting the, the same. That is the best thing you can do for your child. Because if your child gets hepatitis B as a child, a new need, 
there's almost, you know, it's a more than 60% chance that they'll end up with chronic hepatitis B and at the end of the day, they'll end up getting hepatocellular carcinoma. So prevention there becomes very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the other thing is, the even as an adult, you can still go to a hospital and ask hepatitis B vaccine and get the vaccinations. If you work in a place where you get exposed to people's blood, like you work in an hospital setting, you work in a mortuary, uh, even in the beauty industry, I think personally I tend to think that they also tend to get exposed. I think it's a good thing to have. And even for us ladies especially, if you are going for a pedicure, a manicure, and you are getting a cut there, a cut there, uh, first of all, be sure of which salon you are going to, whether the sterilization is being done properly, and of course, it's good if you are vaccinated. At the end of the day, prevention is always better than cure because the vaccines are quite effective. I want to take you back a little bit to the mother and child. When when we talk about mothers with the HIV and the transmission to the child, they are advised to breastfeed exclusively for six months. So with a mother who has hepatitis B, is it possible to transmit it through breast milk to the, to the new, newborn? Um, they have not been shown that there was any transmission um, through the breast milk per se, because we just tell them to, after we have given the, the immunoglobin and the vaccine, we tell them to breastfeed the child normally and uh, continue with feeding the way they would have done. And again, you know, we always advocate for exclusive breastfeeding for six months. But uh, breast milk being a body fluid just like any other, there might be a small chance that it can still get transmitted, although it has not been scientifically proven in the moment. And for the child that uh, eventually gets hepatitis B from the mother uh, from birth, how many years do they get to live before they can uh, finally contract hepatocellular carcinoma or other um, liver-related diseases? Um, you know, it's a range, and it also depends with someone, your immunity, and how you're able to fight it. Um, basically, it's a range. Maybe around when they get 20 to 30 years around there, the time they now start now developing maybe parcellular carcinoma, because now the inflammation is ongoing. It's actually a slow inflammation. That's why you realize if you get it at 50, you may even die before you realize that you ever got a particular carcinoma. But if you get it at birth, I mean, by the time you get it to 20, 30, it may start now showing because, you know, the infection is chronic and the inflammation is, is ongoing. Yeah, but not very soon. It takes, yeah, it takes a while. Okay. And uh, how about the medication that is usually given? Does it eventually clear the hepatitis from your body or do you just learn to live with it the way people with HIV learn to live with their HIV and they continue taking medication for the rest of their life? No, actually some people achieve cure. Some people they end up turning hepatitis B negative. Yeah, especially the ones who are HIV negative. Yeah, some tend to get negative. It's just a small percentage who will just end up having the now the chronic hepatitis B infection. Yeah. And uh, what will be the mode of uh, prevention other than getting the vaccine? Um, of course, if safety comes first, so you are in hospital setup, make sure you wear your protective gear, you, you have your goggles, you have your mask, you have your gloves, and of course being careful in your procedures and following the procedure very well because the way your procedures are, are that if you are keen, the chance of getting even the needle stick injury is minimal. Of course, in that accidental thing that it happens, then you'll also, you know, follow the right channels. But, of course, we 
vaccination is one of the sure bet. Of course, the other thing is IV drunk users, we try our best to rehabilitate them and also educate them on the dangers they put themselves into, especially when it comes to sharing the needles. And of course, if we are going to do and it's avoid and protected, you know, sexual intercourse, unless you know the person you are doing it with. Yeah, so that we can all protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is uh, hepatitis B the same as hepatitis C in terms of what causes it and the mode of transmission? It's a different virus. Of course, again, focusing on the on the liver. Mode of transmission is almost the same. Blood, you know, contaminated blood and also um, sexually transmission. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, even for B, is in terms of those people who get frequent um, transfusions. There's like a small risk that you can get it from a blood transfusion. Also, the people who undergo dialysis, it's also another risk. Yeah, you can as well get. Of course, they always screen the people who are getting dialysis. But, you know, sometimes you may be in the incubation period and it's not picked. And then now, you know, it's transfused to another person. Yeah. So those are other risks where, where you are find yourself, you can actually get it. Uh, yeah. So that's why it is advisable for those patients undergoing dialysis, they are advised to get their vaccinations. Um, the people who get the current transfusions, like those who have um, clotting disorder, like like um, clotting disorders, like the bleeding disorders, they are also advised to to get the vaccine because they're going to get the current transfusions. But transmission of B and C, they are the same, but it's a different virus. The only difference is C, there's no really, you know, treatment which has been shown. Will There's some treatment, but we are not very assured of the cure. And again, there's no vaccine for hepatitis C. There's also another virus called D, hepatitis D. It arises on hepatitis B. In terms of if you already have hepatitis B, you can get D. But if you don't have it, you can't get D. Or you can get B and D co-infection. Because that virus cannot survive on its own. It rides on, on B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But basically, I'll say for these viruses, prevention is the key. And uh, from what we have talked about, vaccination for the ones who have vaccines. And for the others, you know, protection, protect yourself from and protect your sex from IV drug using. And if you have to get in contact with those bloods, make sure you are wearing your protective care. Mm-hmm. And if you are a mother, please do your NC profile in good time. That's the only way you will know and then you'll be able to know how to protect your unborn child. Thank you very much, Dr. And as you've heard it, prevention is key and take care of yourself. It has been the A to Z of Disease Podcast with me, Rose Mokonya. Be sure to catch me next time on our next episode for more of these discussions. The A to Z of Disease Podcast. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.